Welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of any experimental injection, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. If you need a prayer request, please feel free to reach out on my website at www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a New American Standard Bible that does include historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is a beautiful Bible for you and your family. And you can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also reading from the five-day Bible reading plan. You can download and print a copy, www.fivedaybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 204, and if this is your first time here on the podcast, we are reading the Bible in a year, and you absolutely can jump in today and start from here and just go ahead and finish the year with us right here right now because I absolutely do not wait for you, do not recommend that you wait until January 1st to get started. So, jump on in or you can just be like, "You know what? I'm kind of a day one type of type of person, so go ahead and just stop this episode and go to the day one episode and declare that today is your first day in reading the Bible in a year." Either way, it's just awesome that you're here. If you've been here since the beginning, yay right? I mean, I just truly hope that this experience has been one to remember and um, (laughs) a year to reflect on and to celebrate and to, yeah, just, I just, I'm so happy that you've been here. That's amazing, right? All right. Well, we're going to be reading today, excuse me, we're going to be reading Jeremiah 38, 39, 52, and 1 Peter 2. Jeremiah 38, Jeremiah thrown into the cistern. Now, Shephatiah, the son of Matan, and Gedaliah, the son of Pashur, and Jukal, the son of Shelemiah, and Pashur, the son of Malchijah, Malchijah, heard the words that Jeremiah was speaking to all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, he who stays in this city will die by the sword and by famine and by pestilence, but he who goes out to the Chaldeans will live and have his own life as booty and stay alive. Thus says the Lord, this city will certainly be given into the hand of the army of the king of Babylon, and he will capture it. Then the officials said to the king, now let this man be put to death inasmuch as he is discouraging the men of war who are left in this city and all the people by speaking such words to them. For this man is not seeking the well-being of this people, but rather their harm. So King Zedekiah said, Behold, he is in your hands, for the king can do nothing against you. Then they took Jeremiah and cast him into the cistern of 
Malchijah, the king's son, which was in the court of the guardhouse, and they let Jeremiah down with ropes. Now in the cistern there was no water but only mud, and Jeremiah sank into the mud. But Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, a eunuch, while he was in the king's palace, heard that they had put Jeremiah into the cistern. Now the king was sitting in the gate of Benjamin, and Ebed-Melech went out from the king's palace and spoke to the king, saying, My lord the king, these men have acted wickedly in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet, whom they have cast into the cistern, and he will die right where he is because of the famine, for there is no more bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, saying, Take thirty men from here under your authority and bring up Jeremiah the prophet from the cistern before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men under his authority and went into the king's palace to a place beneath the storeroom and took from there worn-out clothes and worn-out rags and let them down by ropes into the cistern to Jeremiah. Then Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian said to Jeremiah, Now put these worn-out clothes and rags under your armpits, under the ropes, and Jeremiah did so. So they pulled Jeremiah up from the with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern, and Jeremiah stayed in the court of the guardhouse. Then King Zedekiah sent and had Jeremiah the prophet brought to him at the third entrance that is in the house of the Lord. And the king said to Jeremiah, I'm going to ask you something. Do not hide anything from me. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, if I tell you, will you not certainly put me to death? Besides, if I give you advice, you will not listen to me. But King Zedekiah swore to Jeremiah in secret, saying, as the Lord lives, who made this life for us, surely I will not put you to death nor will I give you over to the hand of these men who are seeking your life. Interview with Zedekiah. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, Thus says the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, If you will indeed go out to the officers of the king of Babylon, then you will live. This city will not be burned with fire, and you and your household will survive. But if you will not go out to the officers of the king of Babylon, then this city will be given over to the hand of the Chaldeans, and they will burn it with fire, and you yourself will not escape from their hand. Then King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I dread the Jews who have gone over to the Chaldeans, for they may give me over into their hand, and they will abuse me. But Jeremiah said, They will not give you over. Please obey the Lord in what I am saying to you, that it may go well with you, and you may live. But if you keep refusing to go out, this is the word which the Lord has shown me. Then behold, all of the women who have been left in the palace of the king of Judah are going to be brought out of the office, to the officers of the king of Babylon, and those women will say, Your close friends have misled and overpowered you. While your feet were sunk in the mire, they turned back. They will also bring out all your wives and your sons to the Chaldeans, and you yourself will not escape from their hand but will be seized by the hand of the king of Babylon, and this city will be burned with fire. Then Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, Let no man know about these words, and you will not die. But if the officials hear that I have talked with you, and come to you, and say to you, Tell us now what you said to the king, and what the king said to you. Do not hide it from us, and we will not put you to death. Then you are to say to them, I was presenting my petition before the king not to make me return to the house of Jonathan to die there. Then all the officials came to Jeremiah and questioned him. So he reported to them in accordance with all these words which the king had commanded, and they ceased speaking with him since the conversation had not been overheard. So Jeremiah stayed in the court of the guardhouse until the day that Jerusalem was captured. 
Jerusalem Captured, Chapter 39. Now when Jerusalem was captured in the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. In the eleventh year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, in the ninth, ninth day of the month, the city was all breached. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came in and sat down at the middle gate. Negrosarazer, Samgar-Nebu, Sersechim, and Rabseris, Negrosarazer, the Rabmag, and all the rest of the officials of the king of Babylon. When Zedekiah the king of Judah and all the men of war saw them, they fled and went out of the city at night by way of the king's garden through the gate between the two walls, and he went out toward the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, and they seized him and brought him up to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, at Riblah, in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. Then the king of Babylon slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes at Riblah. The king of Babylon also slew all the, noble, the, all the nobles of Judah. He then blinded Zedekiah's eyes and bound him in fetters of bronze to bring him to Babylon. The Chaldeans also burned with fire the king's palace and the houses of the people, and they broke down the walls of Jerusalem. As for the rest of the people who were left in the city, the deserts, the deserters who had gone over him, and the rest of the people who remained, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, carried them into exile into Babylon. But some of the poorest people who had nothing, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, left behind in the land of Judah and gave them vineyards and fields at that time. Jeremiah spared. Now Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, gave orders about Jeremiah through Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, saying, Take him and look after him, and do nothing harmful to him, but rather deal with him just as he tells you. So Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, sent word along with Nebuchadnezzar, the, Ra- the Rabseris, and Negral Sarazar, the Rabmag, and all the leading officers of the king of Babylon. They even sent and took Jeremiah out of the court of the guardhouse and entrusted him to Gedaliah, the son of Ahakam, the son of Shaphan, to take him home. So he stayed among the people. Now the word of the Lord had come to Jeremiah while he was confined in the court of the guardhouse, saying, Go and speak to Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am about to bring my words on this city for disaster and not for prosperity, and they will take place before you on that day. But I will deliver you on that day, declares the Lord, and you will not be given into the hand of the men whom you dread. For I will certainly rescue you, and you will not fall by the sword, but you will have your own life as booty, because you have trusted in me, declares the Lord. The Fall of Jerusalem, Chapter 52 Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, like all that Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger of the Lord this came about in Jerusalem and Judah, until he cast them out from his presence, and Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. Now it came about in the ninth year of his reign on the tenth day of the tenth month that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came. He and all his army against Jerusalem camped against it and built a siege wall all around it. 
So the city was under siege until the 11th year of King Zedekiah. On the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was so severe in the city that there was no food for the people of the land. Then the city was broken in broken into, and all the men of war fled and went forth from the city at night by way of the gate between the two walls, which was by the king's garden, through the, though the Chaldeans were all around the city, and they went by way of the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, and all his army was scattered from him. Then they captured the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the hand of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. The king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes, and he also slaughtered all the princes of Judah and Riblah. Then he blinded the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babylon found him with bronze fetters and brought him into Babylon and put him in prison until the day of his death. Now on the tenth day of the fifth month, which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, who was in the service of the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He burned the house of the Lord, the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem. Even every large house he burned with fire. So all the army of the Chaldeans, who were with the captain of the guard, broke down all the walls around Jerusalem. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away into exile some of the poorest of the people, the rest of the people who were left in the city, the deserters who had deserted the king of Babylon and the rest of the artisans. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left some of the poorest of the land to the vine dressers and plowmen. Now the bronze pillars which belonged to the house of the Lord and the stands and the bronze sea which were in the house of the Lord, the Chaldeans broke in pieces and carried all their bronze to Babylon. They also took away the pots, the shovels, the snuffers, the basins, the pans, and all the bronze vessels which were used in temple service. The captain of the guard also took away the bowls, the fire pans, the basins, the pots, the lampstands, the pans, and the drink offering bowls, what was fine gold and what was fine silver. The two pillars, the one sea and the one twelve bronze bowls that were under the sea and the stands which King Solomon had made for the house of the Lord, the bronze of all these vessels, was beyond weight. As for the pillars, the height of each pillar was eighteen cubits, and it was twelve cubits in circumference, and four fingers in thickness, and hollow. Now a capital of bronze was on it, and the height of each capital was five cubits, with network and pomegranates upon the capital all around, all of bronze. And the second pillar was like these, including pomegranates. There were 96 exposed pomegranates, all the pomegranates numbered a 100 on the network all around. Then the captain of the guard took Saraiah, the chief priest, and Zephaniah, the second priest, with the three officers of the temple. He also took from the city one official who was overseer of the men of war and seven of the king's advisors who were found in the city, and the scribe of the commander of the army who mustered the people of the land, and sixty men of the people in the land who were found in the midst of the city. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. Then the king of Babylon struck them down and put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah was led away into exile from its land. These are the people from Nebuchadnezzar carried away into exile in the seventh year, 3,023 Jews. In the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, 832 persons from Jerusalem, 
In the 23rd year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried into exile 745 Jewish people. There were 4,600 persons in all. Now it came about in the 37th year of the exile of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the 12th month, on the 25th of the month, that evil... That evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, showed favor to Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and brought him out of prison. Then he spoke kindly to him and set his throne above the thrones of the kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiakim changed his prison clothes and had his meals in the king's presence regularly all the days of his life. For his allowance, a regular allowance was given him by the king of Babylon, a daily portion all the days of his life until the day of his death. First Peter chapter 2 As newborn babes, therefore putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babies long for, their, for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation, if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord as living stones, and coming to him to a living stone which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God, you also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For this is contained in scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. This precious value then is for you who believe, but for those who disbelieve. The stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word and to this doom they were also appointed. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. Honor authority. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority, or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God that by doing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. Act as free men and do not use your freedom as a covering for evil, but use it as bond slaves for God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants be submissive to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are unreasonable. For this finds favor if for the sake of conscience toward God, a person bears up under sorrows when suffering unjustly. For what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? But if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it, this finds favor with God. Christ is our example. 
For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ has suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. For you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. And those are our readings for today. So in Jeremiah, we, we see the capture of Jerusalem and the exile of Jerusalem, the prisoners that they took from there, what happened with King Zedekiah and his sons. Sad, tragic. Very sad and tragic. And then the destruction of the temple, of what Solomon had done, all the work that he had done and had been instructed to do. Kind of heavy, right? I mean, when you read and, you know, you read these stories and then you're like, wow, you know, it just got destroyed. Jeremiah, he was trying to tell everybody. And then in First Peter today, just some guidelines about how to move forward, uh, you know, talking about Jesus as the cornerstone that had already been referenced in Scripture that had been prophesied and that we should honor authority. And I know that that can be challenging in times of uh, when authority those in authority aren't making the best decisions. It can be very challenging. So that's a good reminder. And then Christ being our example. He committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And he just kept trusting in the Lord, kept trusting. And he bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, we are healed. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you for your guidance, your wisdom, for also just all verses that point to Christ, your Son, who saved us, who gave us our salvation, gave us new life and a new hope and a new covenant, Lord. We are just so very grateful to be a part of the body of Christ. And we pray that we can be good examples here on this earth. We pray that we can be lights for people on this earth. We pray that people can be led to you by seeing you in us. We pray for that. We pray for that courage. We pray for that strength. We pray for compassion and patience and wisdom. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. What a wonderful example we have in Christ. Let us always look to him in our time of need. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.